Subjugation is liberation! Contradiction is truth! Those are the facts of this world! And you will all surrender to them! You pigs in human clothing! All right, wandering the Blue Ridge Mountains as I'm out here wandering the Blue Ridge Mountains. I am Dean Ledwig, and with me, as always, bringing us all the news that is news is... And I'm Fiddle Fingers Scott Dunlop here today. <laughs> uh, this is probably the third time we started this podcast because I can't seem to get it together. And I'm reporting from an abandoned missile silo somewhere near Lukenbach, Texas, through my Starlink. Uh, oh, cool. Oh, fun, fun, fun. Uh, well, we actually got started, so uh, hey, how about some uh, Wheels of Genders? Let's do it. And this week, I'm going to be something a little controversial. Uh-oh. I'm going to be a white middle-aged man with a job who pays his bills. No. Because uh, my parents uh, can't take care of me, and I can't live back at home and eat Hot Pockets and juice boxes. That's a myth, man. That, that, that Those don't exist, right? Yeah, I'm like a unicorn, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, bro. Uh, today, I am a walking Mel Brooks movie. Take your pick. I don't care. Blazing Saddles, uh, Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs, any of them. <laughs> All those movies that could, probably cannot be shown today. Mm, they definitely can't be made today. Well, I, I, well, I'm sure they don't show up on my uh, Amazon top picks for you. Really? Yeah, uh, which is strange. But, you know, I've been watching All in the Family. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. Well, we'll start out with tech news. Today. All right. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Oh, well, I learned something new today. What's that? Well, remember when uh, the story broke about Amazon and their uh, their Echo uh, recording you and they could they they, you know, through the warrant process and everything else. Yeah. Got that to the always listening. Yes. It's always listening. And they and they gave that to the police. You know, and, and we went through the proper channels as far as everybody knew. Mm-hmm. I learned today that Amazon just now has a form that police can fill out and they can get uh, my data without permission or a warrant. That is for any ring device or any of those uh, listening devices. Echoes, yeah. yes. CIA listening devices. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can get any of that just through uh, submitting a form. Now... It's they have to show that there is uh, imminent danger, exigent or emergency circumstances. Now, most sure. Yeah. Uh, Well, tell you what, this year, as of July 1st, so the first six months of this year, Mm -hmm. they did it 11 times. Hmm. So that's almost twice a month that they've given out that information without a warrant, without any other. uh, customer interaction, anything. 
Now, most ring doorbells are on the outside of the house, you know, so you can see when UPS drops something off. Right. Or see somebody that rang your doorbell. But Ring also has a lot of devices that are inside the house. Blink. That have cameras Alexa. and listening. Yes. Um, stupid robot. So all, yeah, and all of, all of Amazon's products, which is, you know, the Alexa's, the, the Astro, uh, the Astro robot, which as we talked about a the few months ago, Tom camera. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much just a robot with a camera on it that goes around and, you know, it takes pictures and shit of your appliances and different things that I'm sure you will start to get, uh, advertisements for. Well, that <laughs> it was on, it was on prime and okay. So let, let's full disclosure uh-huh. here. I have Alexa devices everywhere in the house. Yes. Everywhere. Why? Cause they're cheap. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, they're, they're cheap electronics and I like gadgets. Well, when it's free or cheap, you're, you're the, the product. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so I have, uh, the ring doorbell camera on the uh, vault door of the silo. And then I have blink outdoor cameras watching all around so that, you know, in case I'm attacked uh-huh. and then I have the, uh, echo devices, multiple ones around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really can't say that I'm not part of the system, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, I mean, is this warrantless? Yes. So they don't even have to have warrant have to get to do, this information. No, all they need is uh, to fill out this form. So essentially, as long as you trust the police mm-hmm. and trust that uh, some unknown department within Amazon has your best interests in mind, yeah, then you know you get no problem. Yeah, don't don't put your uh, ring doorbell where it can see that American flag flying in your front yard yeah. or off the side of your house mm-hmm. because you may become a target. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, you know, how often do Amazon employees just say, Hey, let's check out, you know, some ring doorbell cams. Let's see what's going on. Oh, I'm sure that never happens. No, I'm in it. I've never seen anybody ever go through any information they're not supposed to. Well, we fired a guy at my place of employment because mm-hmm. he was following a female technician around uh, various locations on the security cameras and then clipping them and sending them to her in email. We had to fire that guy. He was creepy. Well, yeah, that would be. Yeah. He I, also I had another. He also had another incident when he was working on somebody's computer. They were in the chair and he was giving them a back massage. Okay. So anyway, yeah, don't touch your coworkers. No, yet. no, no. Even welcome advances are not good. Yeah, no, just yeah, yeah. Don't dip your pen in company ink. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. poop where you eat, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> just, just don't. Just don't do it. Stay away from that one. But yeah, um. <laughs> oh and as far as your ring doorbell or any other amazon device that can record Mm -hmm. there is nothing in the terms of service about this i'm sure absolutely nothing i mean they already tried some uh 
shenanigans with the sidewalk thing where yeah. other people could use your Wi-Fi without oh, you yeah. knowing it. Yeah, they were going to broadcast it from your ring doorbell device. Yeah. Make sure that you turn the sidewalk thing off yes. in your Amazon account. Yes. Uh, I have noticed that they're doing an opt-in now instead of the opt-out. They originally it started as an opt-out. Right. And now uh, having set up one of these devices so we could communicate with my mother-in-law in a nursing home, mm-hmm. uh, that it did give me the, it gave me the opt-in version said, do you, do you want to turn off sidewalk during the setup? And I was like, yes, I would like to disable that. Thank yeah. you, please. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you don't know if you have it on or not, you probably should probably have it on and you should probably check. Yeah. Um, otherwise, as people walk by, you know, uh, they can connect to your Wi-Fi and use your Wi-Fi. So a little thing on the fire tablets. I bought quite a few of these fire tablets. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, what you can do with a fire tablet and a little information here is you can sideload it with Google Play because it's just running Android. Right. And then you can download any of the app store uh, apps mm-hmm. on there that support that version of Android. Right. And there's a caveat there in the process. You're, you're sending your information to two people. You're sending it to Amazon and Google, because once you download the play framework, then Google starts tracking you. Mm -hmm. So full disclosure for everybody there, but, uh, they're great. The fire tablets are great, cheap tablets that you can do mm-hmm. a lot with if you sideload them. Right. And if you sideload them, you can use them for smart home displays. You can, um, in, any apps that you could, most of the apps that you could use on Google. Um, if you're into home automation, which I am, I'm, I've got, I've got the silo fully automated. You're just a big old geek. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I want the, <laughs> I want the Star Trek life. Oh, yeah, I yeah, want the yeah. Star Trek. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to kid any, I'm not going to kid myself about it. I want to walk into the room and tell, tell the computer to turn the lights on, lights come on, tell the computer to turn TV on, TV turns on. Not that I couldn't walk over and do these things. Right. But it's the fact that I can do these yes, things. Yes, of course, of course. So, you know, I'm looking for that Star Trek life. And it always makes me think of the Star Trek movie. Um, it's in the late 80s. I can't remember the name of that particular movie, but it's the one where they came to Earth in 1987. No, oh, yeah. And uh, Scotty's sitting, yeah, Scotty sitting there at a computer and says, computer, on. And somebody says, no, no, you got to use the mouse. He picks up the mouse and talks into it like a microphone and said, oh, how silly of me. Computer on. <laughs> yeah. And he types like 7,000 words a minute. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he said, he said, oh, how quaint. I have to yeah. type it in. Yeah. <laughs> and that just proves that me remembering that line. <laughs> yes, you are an Uber geek. I am a geek. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's advantages to it. You know, look, I'm not saying people should not buy these products. I buy them. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting into. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, is we're not saying don't buy things. Yeah. 
just know what you're buying and what you're getting yourself into when you buy those things. Yeah, be aware that they're going to use you for marketing. Everything you buy has advantages and disadvantages. You have to personally weigh the pros and cons and figure out if it's worth it for you. And this Simple. is this is an old model and mm -hmm. in technology. And the first one was with the e-machines. Oh yeah. That was the first one. They almost they gave these things away for 300 bucks. I had I had one of those. It was free with an MSN subscription. Yeah, yeah. And you you had all these applications that were loaded, trial applications mm -hmm. that were loaded on there. Well, what people don't realize is, is, you know, that's just sponsorship. Yeah. So they loaded all these applications on there and they paid the company so the company could bring the cost of the computer down mm -hmm. and sell it to you. HP did it, Compact did mm -hmm. it, Dell did it. Mm -hmm. Everybody was doing it. Yes. And you had, you know, McAfee, which you couldn't possibly get off. Oh, my God. <laughs> the uninstall process for that thing was a nightmare people used to pay me to get that off their computers oh my god and if you in, ended up installing two it was the end of the world oh yes uh because they would clash lock the machine up mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff so this is an old model we we've you know they've been the tech industry's been doing this for years is just i think really facebook made it an art yeah and they made it an art by taking most of the people out of it and using algorithms. Well, I mean, it's, it's been around as long as home computers have been around. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely been around as long as PCs. Cause that's how Bill Gates made his fortune. He, um, he took uh, an operating system called QDOS, modified it just enough to not violate copyright laws and called it DOS. Mm -hmm. Then he licensed it to IBM and said, you can have it free as long as it's loaded on every single PC that you sell. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how Microsoft got started. And now he had a completely captive audience with computers that had to run his operating system. Well, a little, a little more to that story too, is he sold, he, he did this deal with IBM before he even purchased the software from a programmer in Seattle and it stood for quick and dirty operating right. system, QDOS mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and gave him $10,000 for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then made billions, and made billions. Yep. And Zuckerberg, same thing. Yeah. Took somebody else's idea. Yep. Uh, these, these Uber rich, you know, uh, Gates and, and Zuckerberg and, um, Jobs, jobs, all of them. Their expertise was marketing. It was not technology. It's marketing. Apple is solely around because of marketing. Mm -hmm. They're inferior products at higher price points. Yeah. It, there's no. If it wasn't for the iPod, Apple wouldn't be around anymore. If it wasn't for the iPhone, it wouldn't have pulled them out of the. Right. The they were almost. They were almost gone, and then. Uh, they came out with the iPod mm -hmm. and that started to bring them back. And then the iPhone uh, brought them back from complete bankruptcy. I remember when the iPhone came out and, and we were all like, who is going to use that thing? <laughs> yeah. It was clunky too. I mean, it was junk. That was at, at a time when I hated cell phones. Yeah. I hated being that accessible. We all had those uh, Nokia's. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Motorola 
uh, what was it called? Star Tech? Flip. No, that, that razor. Razor. Yeah. yeah. Back when thin used to be the big thing. Back when, yeah. Back when an expensive phone was like 200 bucks. Yeah. And they all ran Java. Yes. <laughs> yes. Java ran on everything. Yeah. That was Sun's great accomplishment, but it never really took hold um, like they thought it would. Yeah. Palm was big on Java too. Yeah. Yeah, Sun Microsystems developed that to run on every single type of platform there could be. I mean, it was supposed to go into drink machines, vending machines, everything, mm -hmm. so that you could have one device and you could talk to everything. My, I remember when my entire business, when I did have a uh, networking company, computer networking, that is, mm -hmm. uh, everything ran on my Palm 3. Mm -hmm. I had everything yeah. on it. Yep. All my appointments, my billing, everything was on that Palm 3. Mm -hmm. And I go home and I would sync it up on a serial cable. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And do my billing, send out my yep. billing on it. Uh, of course, I had to print the billing. I had to put it in an envelope. This was a long time, folks. Yeah. Long time ago, folks. Uh, put a stamp on it and put it in the mail. Uh -huh. And then uh, wait 30 to 90 days to get my check. Yeah. But, uh, uh Yeah. Well, not showing my age there. All right. Uh, what you got? Well, ex-CIA programmer found guilty for stealing Vault 7 data and giving it to WikiLeaks. Uh-oh. Well, if you remember, this has been a long time ago. Yep. Now, it makes me wonder uh, why we didn't hear about any of this <coughs> during the... Um, Trump era, because this all this happened with the Vault 7 happened mm -hmm. during Obama. Right. When Obama made that great speech about we are not domestically spying on our citizens. Exactly. When no. they actually were. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Joshua Shalute, a former CIA programmer, has been found guilty by a jury in Manhattan, New York court for stealing a trove of classified data on U.S. cyber espionage that was supposed to be in the Vault 7 WikiLeaks data dump. Mm -hmm. This guy's 33 years old right now. Wow. Yeah. And was convicted for stealing and revealing secrets, including details about how the CIA used Malware to compromise mobile phones and smart devices to spy on targets. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. The verdict was reported by the courthouse news service, which said, in its addition to the conviction on nine counts of stealing classified documents, Shalute has unrelated charges pending for child pornography. Really. Altogether, he faces up to 80 years in prison. Wow. Now, let me tell you, uh, they they kind of uh, started exposing this back with, there was an X-Files movie where they were mm -hmm. discrediting this, this uh, conspiracy theory guy and they planted a bunch of child porn on his, oh, yeah. on his computer. Uh, that's right out of the CIA playbook. Mm -hmm. So anytime I see... Cyber espionage and child pornography. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ha. Yeah, you start to wonder. Now look, folks, 
Child porn bad. Yeah. Child porn bad. String them up by the nads. Nobody's saying that stuff's good. I have no interest in none of that junk. No. Neither does Dean. So let's put that out there. That is bad. They should should be be strung strung up by the nads. Yep. Should be shot. Kids, Kids are off limits, son. Yep. But when I hear stuff like this, child porn, because mm-hmm. that's the one thing everybody can get behind. We right. can get behind. Oh, that. yeah. Um, whenever I see that, I'm like, and mixed with cyber espionage. Yes. Uh, the two kind of go together. And somebody who has went afoul of one of the, the big three letter agencies. Yeah. It's the one thing you can never come back from, even if you were accused of it. Right. You can never yeah. come back no. from it. It's, it's once just you've no been way. accused, even if you're found innocent, if you're completely acquitted of all charges, once you've been accused, that stigma hangs around you forever. Yep. So a 2020 trial, uh, Shalute, I guess that's his name, ended with a deadlocked jury in a mistrial. Shalute mm-hmm. opted to represent himself. Oops. What in the most recent? proceedings according to courthouse news well, i was stupid yeah it was kind of dumb uh Shalute was first named as a suspect in the vault 7 wikileaks release in 2018 the cache of cyber spy secrets including zero day vulnerabilities in android mm-hmm. ios mm-hmm. ios folks out there who own apples and don't know what ios is it's an apple product for pretty much anything like iPads, iPhones. It is your operating system. And and even, even the Mac. So it runs iOS. So anyway. And Windows, along with new bugs and routers, smart TVs, smart vehicles that were alleged to be allegedly exploited by the spycraft of the CIA. And look, folks, any one of these devices can be turned into a piece of spying equipment yeah absolutely and you already have it in there i mean the echoes they're already a piece of spying equipment yeah for a while they were putting uh, cameras in uh lcd and led tvs Mm -hmm. uh, until people said not no yeah so uh roombas (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) the uh amazon uh astro yeah the, you know, that's just a big old spying device. The, you know, the I, thing, think, the, I think the it's thing. an upskirt device is what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> Look up be. women's skirts. Oh, that's what yeah. it seems like. I mean, I'm sure there's some uh, uh, Amazon engineers like, hey, man, you know what we can do? We can do this robot thing and get plenty uh-huh. of panty pictures. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, you you go to bed with your wife one night and uh, you wake up in the morning and the, the Astro ha- just happens to be in your bedroom. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, um, prosecutors describe Shalute as a disgruntled employee motivated by petty revenge against the CIA. That doesn't seem like something a programmer would do. I know that's not petty revenge. Yeah. Shalute was aware of the collateral damage to his Retribution could pose an extraordinary threat to the nation if made public, rendering them essentially useless. 
having a devastating effect on our intelligence community by providing critical intelligence to those who wish us harm. Mm-hmm. Now, now I see, I have a, I, I kind of go back and go forth ahead. on You're, these things. You were a spook. So I, I, was, I was a Ben, I, I was a legitimate dude named Ben for spooks, for legit actual spooks. Which in turn makes you a spook. Yeah, pretty much. So let's not play around. Pretty much. I was a spook. Um, I was in intelligence for six years. So yeah, I was a spook. Now you've just been uh, dumb for that's it. Yeah, it, it. They sucked all the intelligence <laughs> out of me. Uh yeah. Um, but so I, you know, I kind of go back and forth on this because there's there's two sides to leaking this information. Now I can understand leaking the information that you know the CIA was doing, you know. Domestic spying. Domestic spying, mm-hmm. um, which is in the charter. I mean, it's bad enough when we heard about the NSA doing it, but it's in the CIA's charter that they cannot do any domestic work. They cannot yeah. work, do any operations on U.S. soil. Yes, no domestic operations. NSA is not restricted like that, mm-hmm. though they're not supposed to be spying well, on us. And, and, but, but it says on U.S. soil. Right, right. So... Um, but if it's in space, there's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of the, of the information that is leaked that is actually vital to national security that does put lives in jeopardy that does, you know, prohibit us from evil being able to carry out the activities that we need to carry out that other countries are doing already to us mm-hmm. that we need to do as well. You know, we have to keep tabs we te- keep tabs on our friends, you know, not not just the enemies. We keep tabs on everybody, but all the other countries of the world do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to do that well, so we can have the edge that we need. Now, when the CIA is doing domestic spying, which they are not allowed to do, mm-hmm. yes, that should be leaked, but not just a large trove of data that can be sifted through by other spy agencies around the world, you know, that could then harm us. Yeah. No, no, no. Granted, but the, the, the original leaks were for the NSA. Right. That was the Snowden stuff. That was the Snowden stuff. And that had more to do with the domestic spying than anything else. Yes. So NSA does not have the same charter. No. And they can spy on whoever they want. We used to call the NSA the CIA of the CIA. Yeah. No, that's where they the, get their information. Those from. are some scary, scary people. Yes. They can make you disappear. And that's all I'm going to say about those people. And put child porn on your computer. Those are the pe- <laughs> those are the only people I am legitimately afraid of. Yeah. So um, yeah, two I, I guess two different stories, you know, when when Obama was coming out about that. Uh it, technically he could be that could be true mm-hmm. that the CIA is not doing any domestic spying, but the NSA can. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, they can. So I think it was a wording thing. Well, I mean, back in the eighties, it was known that the NSA had 16 acres of mainframe computers underground that was listening to every single phone call that took place in the United States. Yeah. Granted, it was only listening for keywords, mm-hmm. you know, terrorist bombings and stuff, assassinations, you know, certain keyword combinations. Mm-hmm. but it was there and it was being done. That was in the wonder, late eighties. I wonder how those computers would have acted during the, during the nineties. 
Oh man, that's the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) They probably would have blown up (laughs) when it became popular vernacular. (laughs) All right. But anyway, that's, that's, uh, you know, uh, the vault seven, um, release. I, yeah. On one hand, I agree. If it's used responsibly, it's not used mm-hmm. against us. Right. Uh, that's the only problem that I have. But, it, you know, that stuff was found on Khashoggi and Khashoggi's girlfriend or partner or whatever's mm-hmm. phone also. Yes. iPhones, yes. by the way. Yes. And for people out there that thinks iPhones are safer than Androids, in some respects, I would agree with standard malware. But here's the different folks. Um, and we've said it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. If you own an Android device, you own one of millions of Android devices with yes. different patch levels, different different customizations, different security levels, but running on different hardware. Yes. If you have an iPhone, you've got one operating system running on multiple different phones with the exact same vulnerabilities, which makes it the most vulnerable phone you can own. Right. Right. Period. So if I'm a hacker, I've only got to do my hack one time. Exactly. Versus be- Android phones where I have to do it. You know, if I want to get the same level of data, I'm going to have to do it hundreds, if not thousands of times. Yeah. And you have to want in different ways. You have to wonder if they've even been patched correctly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm probably more vulnerable because I use the pixel. Right. And so those are kind of doing the same thing that iPhones are doing. They're homogenized. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a Samsung or something like that, man, and and the carriers are usually the ones who roll out the patches. Right. Uh, except unless you have a pixel and then Google rolls out the patches for yes. you. But if you've got a Samsung or Motorola or what have you that runs Android, uh, the carrier rolls out the patches mm-hmm. and the customizations. And you can actually choose not to do not to do them at all. Right. iPhone, you have no choice. Yeah. You have to do them. You have to do it or you don't get to use the phone. You don't get to use the phone. Yeah. So uh, anyway, boy, I think we beat that horse to death. Yeah, I think so. What do you got next? Dean? Well, Microsoft back in the news. Uh, looks like they're they're readying Windows 12 for a 2024 launch. Dude. Windows 10 will be the last operating system you'll ever have to buy. Absolutely. My God. And nobody's even paying attention to Windows 11. No. Nobody's even paying attention to it. We've decided to skip it. I got a new laptop. It's got Windows 11 on it. It's. Mac-like. Well, it is. It's more more, uh, uh, Mac-like than Windows 10 is. And it, you know, I haven't found any bugs yet. So that, you know, that's a good thing. Because it's Windows 10 with a new interface. It is. It really is. <laughs> um, I'm half tempted to just roll it back to Windows 10. It's like it's like motorcycles when they come out with a, with a new year model. Mm-hmm. They call them uh, BNGs, bold new graphics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new for 2022, bold new graphics. Yeah. You can now get it in red. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, w- Windows used to run... A lot like you brought motorcycles, but a lot like cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Windows used to run on a three-year cycle. Yeah. Cars do the same thing. Every three years, the the body style and chassis and stuff of a car changes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Windows used to run on that same cycle until Windows 10, when, uh, what, in 2015, when they wanted to make, essentially make Windows as a service. Yeah. So Windows 10 would have been the last operating system, true operating system ever, with just occasional updates to do certain things. You will own nothing and yes. you will be happy. Yes. Um, so, you know, I was going to update like twice a year with big new features um, and thought, you know, most people thought that Windows 10 would be the last big bang release of Windows, which is what a Microsoft employee stated. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft never rolled it back. They never dismissed those comments. So um, 11 came out and now it looks like 12 is going to come out in 2024. Don't know anything about it yet. Uh, nobody does. Well, nobody that's willing to talk anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they're going to keep Windows 11 for a little while. So Windows 10 is probably going to be phased out. If 12 comes out in 2024, probably 2025, 10 will probably get phased out. Well, yeah, let me get a little... Because that would be 10 years. Let me give you a little insight on that. So Windows 10 has come... Versions of Windows 10 have... What are we on? 21H2. Mm-hmm. In my organization that I get paid to work at, mm-hmm. we've come end of life on Windows 10 versions. The OS, uh, the version number right. that you can get. Yeah, uh, we've come end of life twice since Windows 10 was rolled out. So what it is 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 you've got this uh, when you right click on my computer and go to the properties and you get the about mm-hmm. they'll say windows specification and so on mine it says edition windows 10 pro version 21 h2 and that's the version and so that version has come end of life not this version but windows my windows 10 pro has become end of life twice so what, what does that mean, end of life? Well, that just means that they're not putting out any patches for that kernel version. I mean, I just look at it as yeah, kernel version. Right, right. So for that kernel version, you'll get no more patches, which makes you vulnerable mm-hmm. to malware and CIA and NSA. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Windows it, 11 is actually, it, it was supposed to be Windows 10X. Mm-hmm. And um, when the pandemic hit, there was a big upsurge in use of windows yeah because everybody's at home yeah working from home everything else so there's a big upsurge in it so uh my because 10x was actually going to be developed to work better on dual screen monitors which you know dual screens for pansies i've got three i've got three in front of me right now i'm thinking about four i was thinking about six top and bottom three i was i was thinking about that but it's just you know to try to get it on a desktop yeah. is, is a little bit that's, that's scary. That's yeah, that's that's a bunch. Uh, I've got three. I got three twenty sevens. Mm-hmm. You know, my I call it my cockpit. You know, it's because because it's like sitting for more in, one word for one more than one reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, on that note, um, but yeah, Windows ten X was supposed to be uh for dual screen devices and uh, they decided that since the, at the beginning of the pandemic, 
they decided to rework it and it became Windows 11. And now they're going to come out with 12. All right. Who knows what they're going to do? They don't know what they're going to do. Well, another another buggy operating system is what they're going to do. That's a big monster. And the thing that I've been seeing, you know, since we are talking Microsoft, Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that I've been seeing from the enterprise aspect is that they are pushing harder and harder for subscription services like Office 365. Now, the uh, Office 2019 did not have an MSI. You had to Mm -hmm. actually compile it. Yeah. So if you go to the enterprise licensing portal and you pull down Office 2019, you can't just mount it, double click it, and then get it executed and install it. You have Mm -hmm. to build the installer yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why. They're really trying to get people away from having on-prem anything. Yes, yes. Subscription. Subscription, yes. Why buy when you can rent? Yes. So they're pushing that also with their server products. They want to get you on Azure. Mm -hmm. They want to get you in the cloud. Yes. So they can charge you rent. Yeah. So you can't buy... They can actually hold your data hostage. Yeah. So you like one of my customers, you can't buy a 2012 server and run it until 2022. (laughs) They don't want you doing that, man. Mm -mm. They don't want that. They, well, I'm not saying that they don't want you to do that. What they would rather have is the reoccurring income. Mm -hmm. So windows and Microsoft products are probably some of the most pirated oh, yeah. uh, software. Bot. And this number two is Adobe. Yeah. <laughs> Those two are the highest because their, their products are so stinking expensive Yeah, that they get. And they say, well, it's only expensive because it gets pirated so much as it's like, no, well, it only gets pirated because it's so damn because expensive. It's so damn expensive. And, and I, you know, if uh, back in the day, you remember this because you're you're a little older than I am, but not <laughs> uh, not, not much. much. Uh, you could get a uh, either a .NET subscription or a developer subscription, mm-hmm. and you would get everything, mm-hmm. everything Microsoft has to offer. And that's that's how I did it to learn operating systems and mm-hmm. things like that. And that was when they send you a big book full of CDs. Yeah, I still have one. Wow, that has a big book of CDs with everything that they put out for that year. Wow. And it was great because you could learn so much, learn how to use it, which only made it more valuable. You know, you had to pay something, Mm -hmm. but if you were caught distributing it, you'd be taken off the list or something like that. So, you know, you had a responsibility when, when you, when you paid for this, I mean, you had to pay 300 bucks a year for Mm -hmm. it. But you got all this software that you could try out, learn on, mm-hmm. which when you go into your other job, you know, you, you're like, and they're like, we need, we need something for web pages. And you're like, well, front page. Yeah. Let's put that on there. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Digging back way back in the day. Way back. Yes. Um, or, or we need, we need something to collaborate. Oh, SharePoint. Yeah. That's the Microsoft product. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, now they're just having it online where you have to pay and they can make sure that you're paying for right. what you're getting. Right. 
And they put all kinds of caveats in there. Oh, we take care of all the updates for you. Mm-hmm. We, we protect your data, make it safeguarded. Yep. Except when there's a breach, and there was one not too long ago. Yep. <laughs> and we'll take care of all your emails. And we'll also scan them. And they're building this out as, as saying that, well, this is Web3. This is Web3, but it's not. Web3 is supposed to be completely decentralized. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is centralizing Centralizing everything. Yes. (laughs) It's like the opposite of of actual actual advancement. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's going to be a day when you get a computer that's basically a dumb terminal. Yeah. And you're going to pull your operating system. Well, you know, they've tried that. They've tried that. Um, Chrome, uh, the Chromebooks, they they tried to do that for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't quite make it with 5G. It's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Well, all right. So deep dive here. All right. We're using a VMware Horizon, which gives you virtual desktops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get these, you can either use Wise, HP has one, Dell has a dumb terminal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can set them up to where initially they'll, dial into a location or sometimes just hit a web page will auto log in, give you your desktop, uh, which is good for zero trust Mm -hmm. because you can't sit at home and print a bunch of stuff out. Mm -hmm. And there's a way around that. You just take pictures with your cell phone. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. (laughs) But you know, there's less of a chance of you exfiltrating data. Uh, You can't exfiltrate, you know, a million line database, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, I can see in the zero trust market, but I think the PCs are going to become that way. They're going to send you a box. Yeah. And they're going to. Microsoft has been working on this for a while now. Um, A, essentially a network boot Mm -hmm. off the internet. And your, yeah, your, your computer will not be your computer. Mm -hmm. You won't even have a hard drive. Yeah. It'll just be a processor, some memory, and a lot of good networking. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard not to do. I mean, you, you have your stepping stones. Mm-hmm. And and really, they, they started with the phone. Do you want us to automatically back up your photos to our uh-huh. to our, uh, cloud. our web ser- cloud service? And it's, it's like, hell yeah. Yeah, that way I can get them anywhere. Yeah, I can get them anywhere. And they're backed up in case the uh-huh. house burns down yeah. or something uh-huh. like that. I do that. Yeah. Uh, Amazon has my pictures and so does Google. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think, cause I did a short stint for work with a iPhone. <laughs> I'm ashamed <laughs> to say. Oh my um, God. Yeah, I know. We may have to end this podcast. I know. I know. The shame is dripping off of me for using an eye product. Ugh. I mean, how much, how selfish can you be to name it? I <laughs> really, <laughs> It started with the well, iMac because it's all, personal to me. And, and, and doing it to all their devices. <laughs> yeah, all their iMac, devices. iPod, iPhone. And even Compact tried iPad. that with the with the iPad, mm-hmm. the little handheld yep. Windows PDA. Yep. And, I forgot about those. And they had the iPad computers. Uh-huh. They did the same thing, except they just weren't stylish enough. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, it's... How selfish can you be to make it all about you to put I in it? I self me. That's Steve Jobs. I self me. Ism. 
Yes. The ism of it all. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think we've talked enough about windows. Winders. Winders. I lock my windows. Why do astronauts use Linux? Because you can't open windows in space. Do what? Whoa, do what? <laughs> Say that again. So, why do astronauts use Linux? Because they can't they can't open windows in space. <laughs> I love it. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Well, here's a surprising little fact. Okay. Cloud misconfig exposes three terabytes of sensitive airport data in Amazon S3 bucket. Lives at stake. Uh oh. Lives at stake. I don't know. I, I, I'm getting the pigs in space theme from the Muppets going through my head for some reason. Yeah. Okay, that works. So the unsecured server exposed more than 1.5 million files, including airport worker ID photos and other PII. For those who don't know what that is, personal identifiable information. Yes. Highlighting the ongoing, 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 it's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Lives are at stake. Highlighting the ongoing cloud security challenges worldwide. Ongoing is that is that like the people swimming at the beach in in uh, Japan now at uh, Fukushima? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're ongoing. They're ongoing. At least you can find your kids at night. Yes. Um. So the part about this <laughs> that cracks me up, and you're an old security guy, like I'm an old security uh-huh. guy, and. To us, this is, you know, we don't buy the marketing. Right. Cloud is somebody else's computer. Yes. Instead of buying a house, you're renting an apartment. Yeah. And uh, don't get me started on BMW charging a, a a subscription fee for heated seats. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. But the part that gets me is the ongoing cloud security challenges worldwide cloud security challenges. Okay. So I'm sitting in my corporate office in my corporate data center and I've got two lines coming in two Mm -hmm. pieces of fiber. Okay. And on those fiber, yeah, I could have up to 255 class A addresses. Uh Maybe. Okay. If I can afford it. I was going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Let's go sure. with let's go with something more affordable. Five class A. <laughs> Still a little bit much, line. but okay. Well, I'm just saying that because that's yeah. what we got. Okay. Uh five. Well, let's just say five class A's plus per A? Two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Facing the internet. Mm-hmm. That's a class A. Oh, class I thought a? you meant the like, you know, an entire network. Like you, the first octet. No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about class A addresses that are, that are internet facing okay. your, your, right. your internet address Okay. that okay. is not natted. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So those who don't know a class A address is out on the internet. A class C address cannot be routed and has, it requires a NAT to get out to the internet. So when you're on your corporate internet or your corporate network, 
you're getting a class C address and then it hits the router that gets translated network address mm-hmm. translation out to a class A if your provider's providing it. So a 172 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got two pieces of fiber. You've got some class class A's out there. Um, let's just say five mm-hmm. for two fiber lines and they're, they're split. Mm-hmm. They're bonded however you want to do. Um, so you have five addresses that anybody can get to you on mm-hmm. or you can type in AWS. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and the, the point is, is yeah, it's a little security through obscurity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's cheesy, but there is, there's a certain amount of validity to security through obscurity. Yes. It means you can't be found unless you put yourself out there. Or yeah. it's unlikely. Right. Unlikely. Unless somebody knows where to look for you. Yeah. They have to know where you are. As opposed to finding AWS. I'm sure you could just Google where AWS is. Yes. You cannot Google my class A ad- address at work. You can't just Google it. Do you know how to stop all cloud issues? Bring it all in house. Don't be on the cloud. Exactly. Just like Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Best thing about Twitter, not being on it. Um, so yeah, you're gonna have ongoing security challenges because you're a bigger target. If you're on AWS, AWS is the target, but you live on it. Mm-hmm. And so this is what people don't realize. And then also you gotta remember that's their systems. Yeah. If they have a security problem on their systems that you're virtually hosted on. You're vulnerable and can't do anything about it. If they have a security issue, you have a security issue. Exactly. You and about you and thousands of others or millions of others, you know, Uh however many are affected by that security vulnerability. You all have that issue. In-house, I can lock my stuff down as much as I want. I can layer security and I Mm -hmm. know what's going on. Yes. I know uh, that my employees aren't felons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they have clean records. I know they have good credit reports because <laughs> I hired them. Yes. How do we know that that doesn't happen with Amazon? We don't. And here's the other thing under contracts. If you, if you look at it and you're dealing with the fintechs, which mm-hmm. are, let me tell you something about fintechs. Mm-hmm. Fintechs are just companies that just started up and they have no regulatory requirements no zero no oversight so when you get up with a fintech and they lose your data you're responsible for that not the fintech and the fintech may have i don't know this the guy who started this fintech may have embezzled millions of dollars from another company you don't know because you can't vet them right i mean you can put something in the contract says no felons are working here and they could say yeah none sure (laughs) But you can't check that out. Nope. And then if that fintech outsources part of their stuff, which they do, mm-hmm. where is that getting outsourced to? Is it getting outsourced to China? Is it getting outsourced to Israel? TikTok. Is it getting, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> and, and yeah. not, that oh, not, the, not that any of these countries that they outsource to are bad countries, but 
the laws are different. The likelihood of something bad happening in some of those countries is a lot higher than here. Well, no, the, the laws are different. So somebody, yeah. if somebody deletes a database with all your customers on it and you want to sue them, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Not going to happen. Yeah. If it happens in China, <laughs> they're going to laugh at you. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, if you think you can. Yeah. Have at it. So anyway, there's cloud is very dangerous. Yes. I mean, at least if you have your own stuff, you know where it's at mm -hmm. all at all times. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't get where these people think that cloud is better and they think it's cheaper. Yeah. I do all my own stuff and I back it up. Yeah. I have backups in case of catastrophic failure. And this is, this is one of the misnomers. Uh, if we do this, we don't have to get an IT department. Oh my God. Somebody's yeah. got to run that stuff. Unless you outsource it, it completely to AWS, somebody's got to run it. All companies, not all companies, most companies look at IT as a cost center and they're always looking to reduce cost. Yep. They don't bring any money in. Nope. Nope, but they, but they you save you money by not having a breach. Exactly. <laughs> they, they stop you from uh, hemorrhaging money. Yep. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Back to the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a misconfigured Amazon S3 bucket resulted in three terabytes of airport data, more than 1.5 million files being publicly accessible, open without an authentication requirement, for access. Wow. Highlighting the dangers of unsecured cloud infrastructure within the travel sector. The exposed information uncovered sky high security includes employee personal identif identification information and other sensitive company data affecting at least four airports in Colombia and Peru. The bucket, now secured, contained the information dating back to 2018, the reporter says. Noting Android mobile apps also were contained within this bucket, which security personnel tapped to help with incident reporting and data handling. So Someone's getting a spanking. Yeah, somebody's getting fired, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was my department. I'd been fired. Oh, yeah, yeah. The department head is getting fired. The person who did it is getting mm -hmm. fired. Um, yeah, there's going to be some heads are going to roll. Yeah, you know those. One. You know those boxes that that the but reams, then again, the paper come in. That's but, what you'll be putting all your stuff into as you carry it out. But then again, where's it at? Maybe not. Well, Peru. Well, I mean, where where was uh, where was the, oh, where was the misconfiguration? Data? Where was the misconfiguration? Where was the misconfiguration? The person that was working that did the misconfiguration, if they were in China, ah, who knows? Or out, India, maybe outsourced IT. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot. There's a lot of countries that uh, companies outsource IT to. It's not just China. It's not just India. Um, the Philippines is a big one. Ukraine was a big one um uh, sorry for your Pal data loss palau is a huge one mm. and they have very few laws um they're one of those countries that allow all kinds of internet gambling and prostitution and all kinds of things you know they have no oversight whatsoever so but companies will outsource there because it's super cheap 
Sweet. Yeah. I mean, they can, those people will charge you a hundred dollars. What, you know, a regular IT person would charge you 5,000 for. Well, this really comes down to due diligence and due care. Know mm-hmm. who you're doing business with. Yes. And if you find something bad, that's where the due care comes in. Yes. Don't sign the contract. Exactly. All right. So that's enough for tech news for today. I think uh, we did our hour on that. So let's no, go. No, to, no, 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 no. We got one more text. Oh, do we? I'll bring it up. All right. And then you've got a, I know you have a follow up for this. Okay. U.S. FCC commissioner wants Apple and Google to remove TikTok from their app stores. Surprise! Really? Hey. TikTok? Hey. Oh, breaking news. They're an arm of Chinese intelligence, maybe? No. Something but- we've been saying, I know, before, even before we started this podcast, we've been talking about that for years but they're tiktok yeah yeah they're not ching chong yeah wow okay. was that was that racist i've been watching archie bunker all in the family so i gotta watch it racist um <laughs> a leader of the u.s federal communications commission said he has asked apple and google to remove tiktok from their app stores over china related data security concerns y'all think what the wildly popular short video app is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance. Yes. Which faced U.S. scrutiny under President Donald Trump, which means that the Democrats will probably just let it through because Donald yeah. Trump said something about exactly. it. Exactly. Never mind the danger of it. It's only dangerous because Donald Trump said it is, so everything's, everything's fine. Yeah. Brennan Carr, one of the FCC's commissioners, shared via Twitter... Because that's the way you communicate now. A letter to the Apple CEO, Tim Cook, and Alphabet CEO, uh, Sindar Pichai. The letter pointed out reports that other developments that made TikTok non-compliant with the two companies' app store policies. So they're breaking the policy of the app stores. No, you know what? I I, want to mention, (laughs) it just just hit me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you're just talking about how Donald Trump said TikTok was bad and now the Democrats will say it's good, it's fine, it's good. Yeah. And all that. The last time Donald Trump said something bad about Chinese something, Nancy Pelosi, and we're talking about COVID, the Wuhan. The Kung flu. The Kung flu, the Wuhan <laughs> virus, uh, however you want to call it. Nancy Pelosi said, oh, it's Chinese New Year coming up. Go hug a Chinese person. And went down to Chinatown and did a little dance. She did. Yeah. So uh, this kind of goes right along with that. Nancy Pelosi, dumb bitch. Oh, dumb bitch. And uh, speaking of Nancy, uh, she she made a lot of money off chips here lately. Yes, she did. Insider trading. But Cheyenne. Yeah, that whole Congress can do insider trading thing. Mm-hmm. Or no, they can't, but they can give the information to somebody else who can't, like her husband. Yeah. The one Which that is just still got insider the, trading. The one that just got the DUI. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, back to the TikTok story. Oh, yeah. There's that. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> uh, TikTok is not what it appears to be on the surface. It is not just an app for sharing funny videos or a meme. It's a, it's the sheep's clothing, he said in the letter. 
At its core, TikTok functions as a sophisticated surveillance tool that harvests extensive amounts of personal sensitive data. Yes. Durr. Yeah. I told this to my sister. My niece is on TikTok all the time. Uh-huh. I mean, nonstop, all day long on TikTok. And I told my sister, it's run by the Chinese uh, military. It's run by the Chinese intelligence. They're gathering all this data. And my sister's like, well, it's, it's fine. It, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's not like it's not like she has, you know, valuable information. That's not the point. What they're doing oh, is they're on. collating the data. If you yeah. got nothing to hide, what are you worried about? Sure. Well, let's put a camera in your bathroom and watch you poop. Absolutely. But it's not just that. What they're doing is collating the data and aggregating it so they can see trends among different people. And then what they do is they send, you know, these algorithms that we keep hearing about with Facebook, with Twitter. It's also running on TikTok. Yeah. You know, Instagram and the rest. What they're doing is now sending data to who they think are maybe vulnerable users. Mm Mm-hmm. To get them to change opinions on certain things. Well, I mean, don't you have to be a little, I don't know, mental to be on these things anyway? Uh, well, you said it, not me. Looking for acceptance from other people? Uh, uh, huh. I don't know. Hmm. Well, uh, the statement should explain the basis for your company's conclusion that the serotypish... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. Surreptitious access of private sensitive U.S. data by persons located in Beijing, coupled with TikTok's pattern of misleading representations and con- conduct, does not run afoul of any of your app store's policies. Very, <laughs> very. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, so they were originally saying, oh, we've got the U.S. TikTok. All that data still flows back to China. Yes. So they found out, not just me saying that, right. so they found out. Yes. It just makes a stop over in China. Yeah. But it doesn't stay there. Right. It doesn't stay there at all. And if you believe that, I've got a bridge I'd like to sell you. Yeah. Got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, some swampland in Nevada. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Well, following, following a report that TikTok employees in China repeatedly accessed American data. What? TikTok security officer, security chief steps down as company moves its U.S. data to Oracle servers. Now, Oracle um, bought a large stake in TikTok mm-hmm. to essentially they did it to, um, you know, calm down the U.S. fears that TikTok was part of the Chinese intelligence and that they were getting this information. Uh, and it really did none of that. It's really a bunch of smoke and mirrors and Oracle's just making a lot of money on it. So uh, their security chief, Roland Cloutier, is stepping down as company, the company transitions to using Oracle's U.S.-based servers to store Americans' data. Hmm. But again, kind of like Scott was just saying, 
the data runs through the Chinese servers to get to the U.S. servers. Yep. Um, if it's running through those servers, it is being stored there somewhere. It has to be. Yeah. Even, it's, if it's only it's for, just, even if it's just for milliseconds, it has to be stored there. It has to be written. Temporarily, yes. And let me tell you, that data is getting offloaded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, uh, so in June, TikTok announced that it started routing U.S. users' data to the Oracle servers in an attempt to quell fears that China, where TikTok's parent company ByteDance is based, has unbridled access to this information. TikTok CEO Xu Zichu and Vice, Vi, uh, ByteDance Vice President of Technology Ding Kong Hong. Did I say that with appropriate accent? Um, Wei Lung Ho? <laughs> Yeah, say that uh, the change comes as a way to minimize concerns about the security of users' data in the U.S. and also changes the scope of the global chief security officer's role. <clears throat> so, you know, for years, TikTok's been scrutinized over its ties to China-based ByteDance, uh, which actually owns TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, it's, it's not, not ties. ties. <laughs> they own TikTok. Wow, you think that they're trying to trick us? <laughs> yeah, with, you know, U.S. officials accusing the app of siphoning Americans' data to the Chinese government. BuzzFeed uh, released a report that claims TikTok employees in China repeatedly access users' data from last September 2021 to January 2022. <coughs> well, to go, to go along with that, a mm -hmm. quote from a spokesperson doesn't say who the spokesperson is. Of course not. A spokesperson, like many global companies, TikTok has engineering teams around the world. We employ access controls like encryption and security monitoring to secure user data. And the access approval process is overseen by our U.S.-based security team that works for TikTok. <laughs> yeah, okay. TikTok has consistently maintained that our engineers in locations outside of the U.S., including China, can be granted access to U.S. user data on an as-needed basis under those strict controls that they define. The strict controls that TikTok itself defines for itself and doesn't publish anywhere Kind of like the, what I started off with, with the Amazon, you know, hey, if you just fill out this form, we'll give you the data. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no improprietary no. here. Oh, you know what? Our policy says we can siphon all your data. So we are following our own policies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> our security policies say whatever they and are. And the whole, you know, I love the fact that he says, you know, encryption. You know, we use encryption for our data. Yeah. Um, okay. That means absolutely nothing. That means, okay, if, Scott, if you're on TikTok mm -hmm. and you send data mm -hmm. to the TikTok server. It's encrypted. I, it's encrypted and I can't break into that myself from somewhere else. It's encrypted. But guess who encrypted it? TikTok. It, who yeah. has the encryption key? TikTok. TikTok. Well. Who well, can read that data? I think, TikTok. I think more to the point and being in this industry uh-huh uh, so we're we're using um in emc sans uh-huh and they have encryption at rest yeah and the data drives are encrypted uh-huh 
doesn't mean I can't read that data. Right. It just means nobody who doesn't have access can't read that data. Right. And then you're talking about while you're using TikTok, it's encrypted in transit. Yes. So you have encrypted in transit, encrypted right. at rest. Right. Like yes. SSL. You can say that. Yeah. But if I'm in the organization, I can access any damn thing I want. Yes. Yes. Encryption is a cute buzzword that he's using here. That means absolutely nothing in this context. Well, it means nothing at it all. It means whatever you've got contextually. But in this context, to say I have to encryption, say, to say to say that the user's data is safe from TikTok because it's encrypted it's means BS. nothing. It's BS. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's complete. Oh, come on now, that ain't even bullshit. That's horseshit. Exactly, that's horseshit. Well, the. <laughs> The, th- the thing is, is if you are in that security en- enclave, mm-hmm. uh, you can read all the data you want. You can look at anything you want. You can copy it out and have it decrypted as you copy it. Yeah. That just means if it gets turned off, it's right. encrypted. Yeah. If you turn off that, that sand, mm-hmm. then that information is encrypted. Right. But it is not encrypted in use. No. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to Usable. be used. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to access it. Right. So, this is uh this is a farce. Well, let me talk about policies. Okay. All right. So, under our specific regulators and a lot of other regulators, uh you write corporate policy. Yeah. You put anything in there. You can say everybody needs to wear a blue shirt. That's right. corporate policy. Uh-huh. The only time you get in trouble is when you don't follow your own policy. Yes. So if their policy says we are to encrypt all data in transit and all data at rest, that fit checks that box. Yep. That box is checked. Yes. But our employees can access it however we want. And that's our security control is yeah. the encryption. Right. It means outsiders can't get to the data. Done. I mean, unless we see that policy or procedure that they're actually using. Right. And not fronting with. Right. It can, you could put anything in there. Yeah. This isn't conspiracy. And this isn't conspiracy theory bullshit. This is, this is, we're telling you exactly how it is. That's why we did. Based on what they said with their own words. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't even have to play the X-Files theme on this because it is not, this is the way business runs. And (laughs) thank you, ESG. I mean, it makes a lot of this much more, uh, much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that's yeah. that. That was the interjection on my part. But go right. ahead, continue. Uh, no, that's all I got on that. Um, all right. Well, I think <laughs> I think that was a lot. Okay. Well, uh, move on to general news. All righty. So. As you know, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week, and we we had a hard time finding stuff. So I just found some interesting articles that that I just want to kind of comment on. Okay. And this is part of our Go Woke, Go Broke. Yes. File. Woke Coffee Shop closes down after insane demands from even more woke employees. Oh, is this the one, that one in uh, like Philadelphia? It is. Yeah. See, you can't be woke enough. No. A coffee shop in Philadelphia known for its LGBTQ plus AAIP brand 
identity closed its doors after employees revolted against the owners and demanded that they redistribute the company. Mm -hmm. This is easy to take care of. Fire them. Yes. (laughs) Mina's World, located in a neighborhood in West Philadelphia, was characterized by Bon Appetit as a business that doubled as a hangout spot for people of marginalized identities. Uh, Sonham Parka. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Don't know how to pronounce sure, we can that. Go with that. Just, just like, just like I was doing Abe last week yeah. instead of Abe. Right. Sorry folks. Honest mistake from me. Honest Abe. What? Honest Abe. <laughs> uh-huh. Who ran the company alongside partner co-owner Kate Egghart told the outlet that Mina's World was the city's first coffee shop owned and operated by queer trans people of color. QTPOC. Yay. Wow. Uh, The pair had named the company after their cat. Uh, uh, blasted the other coffee (laughs) shops for neglecting to protect their black and trans employees and allow customers to enjoy coffee in a space that was not whitewashed. However, as chronicled by the Philadelphia Inquirer and the libs of TikTok, (laughs) (laughs) Park, of course. And Egghart are now <laughs> facing a similar allegations. An Instagram page called Mina's World Workers began posting accusations against the ownership last month, claiming that they have subjected their workers to manipulation, abuse of power, exploitation, anti-blackness, ableism, and other charges summarized by a list of grievances. The employees demanded immediate payment and told the owners to redistribute the business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dean. Scott. I really want you to uh, sell your house and redistribute that to me. No, 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 no. That's, that's not what they're asking. Scott. Mm-hmm. I want you to give your house to the neighborhood Mm. and leave. Okay. That's what they're asking. I'm a bad person. That's what they're asking. They want, they want the coffee shop to be given to the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Well, and the employees. So what do the woke owners do? Give it. Eckhart and Parker. Apologized (laughs) in an Instagram video, Uh which has since been removed from the Mina's world account. We are going to live as part of radical accountability process. We're in, we are complicit in the gentrification and anti-blackness on 52nd Street. Mm-hmm. We put our community at risk with our presence as well as our workers, the pair said, per libs of TikTok. With the guidance of the workers and the Black and Brown Workers Collective, what? Okay. We are trying to raise funds to buy the business and turn it over to our staff. What? Days later, the building hosted Mina's World was listed for sale. According to the workers, Kate 
Egghart's mother in, oh my God. <laughs> Eunju, E U N J O O, Unju. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Is that anti Semitic if she's an Unju? <laughs> uh, was the owner of the building and as well as 18% owner of the company. The uh-huh. workers claim that despite and Egghart's best efforts, she refused the request mm-hmm. to redistribute the business. Mom, mom, give me the building so I can give it to other people. Yeah. 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 Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, and get out of my basement. Trying to get give away something you don't own. Nice. Yeah. That yeah. sounds, hold on, that sounds real familiar. Mom, anyway. mom, no, and get out of my basement. No, you cannot have any more Hot Pockets. Mm-hmm. So the workers, not putting any money of their own in, no. attempted to raise $200,000 via GoFundMe. Of course they did. To purchase the building as well as a share of the business allegedly owned by Unju Egghart. They managed to raise... Over $11,000. Really? By July 6th. More than I thought. In early July. However, Mina's World said it did not have enough money to continue operating because nobody was working. Everybody was hanging out, bitching about how unfair it was to have to work. Because they, you know, their employers actually expected them to work. And closed its doors. Oh. How? How? Soul crushing is a coffee shop. That's got to be, I mean, you know, of high stress jobs, it's like uh, air traffic controller and then coffee shop barista. And then, and then below that neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Combat. U.S. Vet. Army combat, combat engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's right up there. It's right up there. I'm sure yeah, Coffee is. shop barista. I mean, you know, you got to get... You got to get that foam just right and draw mm-hmm. the little picture in it. And if you don't get it right, well, you know, you just, your whole six, life is over. You spend six years in college to get to get a master's degree. Yeah. In, in a lesbian dance theory. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty high stress to move. It is. To move into a challenging job like barista. Because with a degree like that, you should be making $100,000 a year. Serving coffee. Somewhere doing something. <laughs> a livable wage anyway. Ah, uh, hey, key and on. This is becoming tedious. Uh, <laughs> Mina's world fell despite the substantial media attention. Oh, what the media failed to save it since its opening in 2020. Eater lauded the business for selling crispy spinach and onion pierogies. Yum! Collective creative chai lattes. Mm-hmm. And ceramic incense holders made by local artists. Oh, wow. Awesome. Even as it remained safe, inclusive culture that prioritized fair worker pay and they went out of business. But I thought they were, you know, uh, abusive. Uh, com- and demanded too much of their workers. Complex, and- which is, I guess, a magazine mentioned uh-huh. Mina's world as a. Lovely and queer and trans-owned. Yay. Praising its ability to sell artwork and books from people in their own community and make a lot of their 
own homemade recipes. I'm bored. I am so happy I never went there. <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah, so, me too. That goes in the go woke, go broke category. Yeah, well, let's let's stick with some woke coffee. Well, okay. okay oh, I'm so sorry, you're, you got you're doing more? Woke? You're doing I'm more doing woke? some woke coffee. Oh, then I'll I'm follow doing, up with another woke. I got more woke coffee. Please. The wokest of the woke coffee, Starbucks. Star chunks. Yes, they Starbucks. Are, the ones who burn their beans. They yeah, the, use the yeah, same oh, beans yeah. that everybody else uses. Yeah, the only difference them. is they burn them. Yeah. To get that bitter taste. Yep. Um, gives me heartburn is what it does. Well, they are as woke as it gets. We all know this. Yep. They are complaining that cities have gone too woke. What? Yeah. Starbucks CEO says progressive cities have abdicated their responsibility in fighting crime. No. Yeah. Let me guess. In Seattle and Portland? Um, LA? In, in, yeah. <laughs> in all the big cities. Uh, it says... Uh, Howard Schultz suggested Wednesday that major, he's the CEO of Starbucks, major U.S. cities, and those managing their governments are neglecting the crime issue to the detriment of commerce and community safety. I got an idea. Let's let criminals out instead of punishing them. That would be great. Right. Uh, until it hurts my backyard. And this is the woke telling the woke, you're too woke. Because mm -hmm. these are woke policies. You these can't are, be woke enough. These are policies of the... Uh, um. Soros sisters, mm -hmm. you know, all the DAs that were backed by George Soros. One of them has already been ousted. Another one is about to be ousted. <clears throat> um, and hopefully many more to come. Well, that's what you get for catch and release policies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No bail policies because bail is unfair. It's racist. It is. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, his remarks came after the company has announced plans to permanently close 16 location in five progressive U.S. cities, including six in Seattle, six in Los Angeles, two in Portland, one in Philadelphia, and one in Washington, D.C. by the yeah. end of the month. <laughs> All the high crime areas. Yeah, due to repeated security disturbances. Such incidents include customers and other members of the public using drugs in the stores. Uh, excuse me, in Seattle, it's legal, and I think Portland, too. Portland, that's it. Legal to do yeah. any kind of drug you want. Yeah, you smoke crack out there. You can shoot heroin sitting on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't have over a certain amount, it is perfectly legal. They can't even cite you with a, a, a ticket. Nothing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America is becoming unsafe. This is uh, from... Uh, uh, Schultz says, but you all read the press and re press release over the last couple of days that we're beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. It has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. Uh, you know what they should do? What they should, should they do? They should hire social workers to be on site to work these issues out. Uh, well, you know, in that same vein, they don't have social workers, but they have union representatives. <laughs> okay, so here's the woke calling the woke cities too woke, mm -hmm. while the woke's employees is saying you're not woke enough. And and we're unionizing, <laughs> and they're saying Starbucks no. plans to close 16 stores over safety concerns. Is saying labor representatives are saying that they're. Uh, the coffee giant is union busting. You think? 
Oh my God. When will it end people? You know, Scott and I were talking about this before, you know, um, is, is the whole world going to hell in a handbasket? And maybe it should. Well, you know, the thing is, unless you have some dire consequences, things don't change. Yeah. And that's just the human condition. It's well, it's that, that old, uh, that old saying, you know, um, bad times bring strong, make strong men, mm -hmm. Uh, strong men make good good times. times. Good times make weak men, weak men make bad times, bad times make strong men. So we're coming into the bad times. It's going to make some strong men. Um, and yes, I said men. So nut up guys. That's toxic masculinity. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I am toxically masculine. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) Nut up guys. Let's do this. Um, but yeah, we're in that, we're in that bad time phase where it's going to create strong men and the backlash is going to be severe. Yeah. One thing I think will good that will come out of that is that we are going into a recession. I mean, that's, that's known. It's not debatable. Um, I know, Biden doesn't think so, but all the economists that work for him mm-hmm. and work for the other side all say we're going into a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at what nine point two percent inflation, I think. Yeah, and it's climbing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The gas prices are coming down a little, but I mean, is it enough to really be noticeable to most people? Nope. Not really. Not really. So, with the creation of okay, we'll call it the strong public. Um, what's going to happen is the rebound from this recession is going to be super strong. Yeah. I think we're going to see times again, like we did in the eighties, you know, where bag phones and Lamborghinis. Yeah. Bag phones, (laughs) Lamborghinis, big, big hair and shoulder pads. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, good times. Good times. But you know, Money was there to be had and me be made. If you were willing to work for it, you could make a lot of money. Well, nobody's willing to work for it now. Well, that's what's going to happen, though, is is going to we're going to end up with an environment where you're going to have to. No. Yeah. I can't live off of that. I can't live off mom and dad. I want to see moms and dads everywhere kicking their kids out. Well, speaking of weak men, do it. Let's talk about. Michael Lopez. Okay. What did Michael Lopez do? What did Michael Lopez do? Woke employee who refused to work while mourning Roe versus Wade was <laughs> wait was was fired. Oh, <laughs> awesome! I want to know where he worked, and I want to I want to patronize that store. It's a dude. Just letting you know. Okay. Wearing a queer shirt. I mean, queer as in like the technical term queer. Oh, well, as they're calling it now, a rainbow flag shirt. Okay. A woke universal music group worker. So universal music group hmm, claims he was fired after speaking up about abortion rights, which he has nothing to do with. Yeah. After he admitted he refused to work because he was in mourning over the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yep. The is this story out of California? 
I don't know yet. Universal Music. <laughs> I'm, okay, go ahead. Hold go on, ahead. but it gets go better. Ahead. All right, all right. I want to hear it. Because he doesn't give a shit about Roe versus Wade. No, of course not. Michael Lopez, a production coordinator at Universal Music Enterprises, blasted the company as anti-gay. Of course. For terminating a queer brown person during Pride Month for speaking up in defense of abortion rights. What the? According to a lengthy note on LinkedIn. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Oh God. God. All these people use social media to, to... Oh, never mind. I, I'm not even going to get into it. Last Friday, like countless other folks, it was uh-huh. devastated by the news that the Supreme Court's attack mm-hmm. on abortion rights, Lopez wrote. Mm-hmm. Peered, paired, peered, paired, peered. Yeah, it could work either way. Yeah. With the flood of anti queer and anti transgender legislation. It has been a hard process how the companies expect us to be productive while our rights are being stripped away. Guess what? They care about profits. They don't give a shit about your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Lopez then went on to explain that each Friday, one of my tasks was to report to process reports for upcoming releases and then email them to his work to 275 people. What? This is his job? He got paid for this? But instead of doing the usual process of reports, he wrote an email that read, I don't do them today. Well, good luck with your job, asshole. (laughs) I'm in mourning due to the attack on people with a uterus in the U.S., Federally granted access to abortion is gone, the email continued. Uh, (laughs) Universal Music Group must stop donating to anti-abortion, anti-queer, anti-trust politicians. Politicians like Marsha Blackburn, Ken Buck, Victoria Sparks, etc. Or expect more unproductive days or you could be in the unemployment line he wrote signing off yours in fury michael lopez in this dipshit wonders why he got fired you didn't get fired on pride month because it was against you you got fired because you didn't do your damn job you moron good god so anyway, <laughs> how can you be so stupid? Apparently it's possible. Well, and apparently there's a lot of them. That's just, that's, that just blows my mind. Um, not to mention Universal Music Group, I'm guessing is in California. Well, you can Google it. Well, I mean, I could do that. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to You do want it. me to do your job for you or are you uh, protesting for Pride Month? <laughs> I'm in morning. <laughs> for the I'm in afternoon. I'm just, I'm just 
Let's see. Contact us page. I'm guessing. Santa Monica, California. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So, um, but they're all, they have offices in 16 countries and their headquarters in Santa Monica, California. So, but California. So what was this guy basically saying? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, judge blocks Biden admin directive on transgender athletes and bathrooms. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Federal judge in Tennessee temporarily blocked Biden administrative administration directives, allowing transgender workers and students to use bathrooms and locker rooms and join sports teams that correspond with their gender identity. You think? <clears throat> you know, we talked about this, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago when he signed the order, essentially saying it's okay for boys to go into girls' locker rooms. Well, that kind of lines up with Biden's agenda with uh, sniffing hairs and taking shower- showers with his young daughter. Yeah. But, uh, for the yeah. rest of us, it's uh, kind of creepy. Yeah. So a judge finally said, yeah, you can't do that. Um, we This needs to stop now. Uh, so uh, so he, um, where's he, Judge Charles Ashley Jr. of the Eastern District of Tennessee ruled on Friday that the administration's directive would make it impossible for some states to enforce their own laws on transgender athletes' participation in girls' sports and access to bathrooms. <laughs> you know, you, you never hear about a problem with girls wanting to join boys' teams or girls wanting to go into boys' locker rooms. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> you, don't ever, you don't ever hear issues on that one. Nope. But how about the, the boy in the skirt in Virginia... Who raped a girl? Got it. Got covered up. Got moved to another school, and he did it again. Well, you're just anti-trans. I am. I am anti everything that puts anybody in jeopardy. Well, let me give a shout out to all the trans out there. <laughs> the Decepticons. <laughs> yes. And they're back. Oh, that's a transformer. Never mind. Uh, no, these are these are ones that think they're already transformed. Um, I mean, okay. I guess I can understand wanting to be another gender or wishing you were wishing you were another gender, or but actually believing you are something you're not. Does I don't understand it. Look, bro, I don't even care about that. I don't even care about that. Mm-hmm. Just don't make me recognize it. Yeah. That's the problem. Yes. Be a uh elfkin or woodkin or 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 a, a youngkin or a uh You can be whatever you want to be and I can accept you to be that. I, that's fine. Don't make me embrace what I don't want to. Yeah, I mean I can accept if, you as you are. And if But if, don't make me embrace if, it. If you don't have a dangle and want a dangle and you you're a you're a uh biological female Mm -hmm. that walks into a bathroom the other way, which nobody does Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because it's always the guys going to the girl's bathroom. Uh, Look, man, this is my space. You believe whatever you want to believe, but this is my space too. Yes. So if I've got to respect you, you've got to respect me. Yes. 
Absolutely. You're not a dude. No. So don't come in the bathroom and right. you know, you're not going to use a urinal or maybe with <laughs> well, one of those maybe. things, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that we thing, I forget what it's called. Something we, we, me, we, me. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Whole plastic thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, you can play dress up all you want. Yeah. I don't really care, man. Do your deal. I, I don't care if you're cosplaying or whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really care. But when you have to force me to recognize whatever you're doing and then you call me names, yeah. no, you're out. Right. You're done. Yeah. I don't give a damn. Yes. You're done. So anyway. All right. Well, so how do you really feel about it? How do I really feel about it? Well, I feel like sharing more woke stuff. All right. What right, do you got? Right on cue. All right. The pious woke mob, including Pete Buttigieg, butt gig. Yes. Uh, husband, Chastain, descended on CNN's host, Fareed Zakara, over Washington Post column, warning Dems to forget pronouns. What? Let that sink in for a second. The woke mob that included Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Is that Buttigieg? Buttigieg? Uh, Buttigieg? Um, That's him. Husband descended on a CNN host who warned Democrats to stop obsessing over pronouns. Chastain, Buttigieg, and other pious tweeters. Ooh, the Twitter mob. Woohoo, pies tweeters. <laughs> Twitter pies. Tweety pie? <laughs> uh, took exception to Fareed Zakara's Washington Post column headlined, Forget pronouns, Democrats need to become the party of building things. Yeah, no shit. Well, that'd be something new. Zakara used his regular column to warn Democrats that tangible achievements rather than a fixation on woke issues, including trans rights, that would give them help to achieve cons continued success. Continued success. Maybe at winning elections, but not, not succeeding at anything else. He warned that the party needs to make government work for people and that doing so was more important than Americans using the right pronouns. What? Somebody's actually making sense. What? But Chastine Buttgig. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Was among those keen to pour scorn on Zakaria for expressing his opinion. How dare you speak your opinion? Exactly. It's not my opinion, so you can't say it. So he didn't say it, but he tweeted... Addressing someone by name or slash pronoun they prefer is free, easy, and kind. Using them builds community and belonging. <laughs> it doesn't build shit. No. <laughs> no. Hammers and nails build shit. Yeah. Um, there you go. Democrats can walk and chew gum. Can Not at they? the same time. Because every time, every time they walk and they trip, they seem to blame it on Russia. But uh, anyway, we can fix the roads and building bridges while also making it a little easier to go about your life. That's called freedom. No, no, it's not. Forcing it's me, called subjugation. Forcing me to do something because you think it ought to be done is subjugation. Yes. 
That is not free. That is the opposite of freedom. Yes. Sometimes they forget that the root word of liberal is liberty. liberty. And continuing. Do it. It is wild and inappropriate to instruct Democrats to toss aside an entire group of Americans in order to win. Ah, I think you already did that. Uh, Democrats are making historic investments and bold moves while proposing life-saving and democracy-strengthening legislation that Republicans continue to vote on. No on. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, there's a big controversy inside the the LGBTQIAPP plus exclamation point hashtag group. Well, they're pissed about the plus. They are. And the hashtag. But No, they're pissed about the plus because they're not actually queer. They're friends of queer. Well, even worse than that, LGB is trying to split off because mm-hmm. it used to be you can't be inclusive enough. I well, guess. it used to be GBL, <laughs> gay, bi, lesbian. Yeah. Back in the 70s and the 80s. Then all of, somehow it got switched to LGB um, and then LGBT. But LGB, there's a big split off now because the LGB people say that their organization and organizations that they belong to and so forth, mm-hmm. it's all about... Uh, same-sex love. Yeah. Lesbian, gay, and bisexual. All about same-sex love. Mm-hmm. All the other letters have nothing to do with that. So there is no actual community between the two groups. No. No. You know, queer and trans and and what's the B? Bizarre? I, I don't know. Um, bisexual well there's that too okay but there's um, i'm just throwing extra letters in okay because it's just fun it's just fun element OP. you know yeah why not why not there's got to be a u we got to have a u in there somewhere an i an i i i there's an, there is an i i don't know what it means but I, there's an i i gay there's i a p p i don't know but anyway <clears throat> so the what you know what they're saying makes sense you know, trans people has it, that has nothing to do with same sex love. Because mm-hmm. I remember when the big thing was cross dressers. Most cross dressers were straight people. Mm-hmm. They just like dressing in the other sex's garb. Um, you know, all these other letters they don't belong together. You know, and and a lot of lesbians are belong to or are being called TERFs, trans trans exclusionary radical feminists, which just means that lesbians and part of the 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 feminine uh cult, you know, the the radical feminists that are out there, mm-hmm. you know, they believe in women first, women first, women first. And they say women are, you know, people with vaginas. People born with vaginas and these trans people aren't women and they're not allowing them to belong to their groups, you know, because you have a penis, you know, or a lesbian woman won't date a 
person who says they're a woman, but they have a penis. I am already confused. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just crazy. The, it's too many rules, bro. Oh, just <laughs> crazy. No. Okay. If a man walks up to you and says, and has a penis and says, I'm a woman and you won't date that person. I'm transphobic. You're transphobic. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm transphobic. You are transphobic. Guess I am. And you're not, you're not straight anymore either. Whatever. Because you won't date that person who says they're a woman. Hey, you know, here's something weird. Here's something that I learned when I was a kid. What? Uh, Sticks and stones. Oh, yeah. I I don't really care what you say, but if you say something enough to piss me off, you might get a punch in the face. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but you're a freaking weirdo. Yeah. Well, get staying on that train of just nonsense. Yeah. Harris Teeter, Kroger. Remove pro-American items from shelves after woke complaints. No. Backlash is swift. Harris Teeter and Kroger, which is actually the same company. Yeah, yeah. Kroger bought Harris Teeter a few years ago. Are all over social media for the wrong reasons after deciding to remove pro-American products following leftist complaints about them in the wake of mass shootings. Hmm. Uh, one person tweeted on Monday. Oh boy. <laughs> Whining about Harris Teeter selling patriotic patriotic products that read, give me liberty or give me death and America love it or leave it. According to Fox business, they carpeted that message messages. Oh, hold on. They carped. Sorry that the messages were insist insensitive following to mass shootings that have taken place across the nation. Okay. What? What does give me liberty or give me death have to do with mass shootings? What does love America, love it or leave it have to do with mass shootings? Not a damn thing. Nope. Why are you allowing this type of item to be sold at your grocery stores in Huntersville, North Carolina? Oh, that's over by you. Yeah. Clearly, in the light of recent mass shootings, you can understand why this is not a good idea. The historically ignorant Twitter user named Scarlet contained. <laughs> that one kind of hit me hard. I didn't I need, know that was coming. I need to get one of my one of my real patriotic shirts and go to that Harris Teeter in Huntersville. Mm. Uh, thanks for reaching out. The company cravenly replied, as soon as these items were brought to our attention, we put a recall requesting request in place, and these items will be removed from the store locations. Wow. One tweet. Uh-huh. One tweet. One tweet. That's it. One tweet. Talk about caving. Kroger followed suit after a customer named Christy Clark complained about the drink sleeve that innocuously said arms change rights don't the store is recalling the item over it and many are wondering what has happened to Kroger 110 Americans die every day from gun violence and most recently children educators healthcare providers and family members were killed in mass shootings please remove them the customer demanded. 
a politically wow. correct Kroger implied complied. Wow. I just died a little bit inside. So fortunately I don't shop at that store. Anyway, 110 Americans die from gun violence. Uh-huh. But what people don't realize is a lot of that is shootings up yeah. in Chicago. Yes. Uh it is not mass shooters. No. It a lot well, more, it, more it, than more than any gun deaths from one person to another is suicide. Suicide's yes. the biggest number. Yes. And they're also in, in when, when they say die from gun violence, mm-hmm. they're also talking about cops shooting criminals yes. too. Yes. Yep. So. And if, if. Talk about gang member, If a gang member goes into an inner city and shoots two people, that's considered a mass shooting. A mass shooting. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you got to look at the numbers. The numbers are skewed. Yes. And. <laughs> Uh, people, you got to read more. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself. Yes, please. Don't buy what's on Twitter, folks. Oh please. God, no. Good Lord, don't buy what's on Twitter. Or just don't buy Twitter. There's that. <laughs> like Elon didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's that's my last story. I'm done. I'm done. All right. I'm you know, I, 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 yeah, let's, let's end on that note. Well, let's end on this note. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs And I'm dancing. All right. And on an up note. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I was dancing in my seat. So if you want to get a hold of me, it is uh, Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. And Dean, where can they find you? At? They can find me at Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z dot net. Hey, reach out, touch someone. Let me know what you uh, think. And well, I mean, don't really touch me, but. Uh, hey, he really wants you to touch uh, him. I might. I might. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. I, anyway, uh, no, let me know what you think. Uh, if there's something you want to. Hear us talk more about, less about. You don't like what we're doing. Hey, we're happy if you listen because you don't like us. We're good with hate listeners. Yeah. But if you like what we're doing um, or don't, let your friends know about it. Let them know uh, to tune in and check us out and see what they think. Go to our webpage and donate some cash. That would be awesome. Especially if you don't like us, please give us money. Yeah. Because that's that's what you can do is hate donate. Hate donate. Hate donate. I like it. Hey, donate and send us a note and we'll read it on the air. Okay, Dean, stay free. Hey, stay safe, Scott. Get out of my vagina. Let's go.